hard-hitting medical truth, cutting through conflict and confusion to the understanding you're searching for. Join Dr. Peter McCullough, world-renowned medical expert and practicing physician for this edition of the McCullough Report. Your life may depend on it. Let's get real. Let's get loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. This is a McCullough Report, and I'm Dr. Peter McCullough. It's a great pleasure to welcome to the show a fantastic professional, Dr. Ellie Phillips. She's a dentist, so her degree is a DDS. Uh, she graduated in 1970 and really has had a storied career. She's actually worked as a clinical dentist in Switzerland, the United Kingdom, United States. Uh, she's been trained in uh, cosmetic uh, dentistry and um, uh, you know has had a tremendous range of dental practice from children to adults and, and geriatrics, those with special needs. She's been on academic faculty and clinic director at the University of Rochester uh, in Rochester, New York, which is a very, very well-respected academic uh, institution. And uh, she has really gained a reputation of empowering the patients to take control over their oral health. And uh, she really has a fun book. Believe it or not, the title of it is, is Kiss Your Dentist Goodbye and Your Mouth Comes Clean. Come on, Dr. Ellie. That's a great title. Welcome to the McCullough Report. Well, thank you for having me. My mother did not approve of the title. I, I can tell you, we had some arguments about it, but it was the reason for the writing of the book. I don't profess to be a writer. It was very hard for me. It took me a really long time to write this book, but it was my passion to help people learn the truth about mouth health because there's a lot of myth out there. There's a lot of misinformation. It's very hard to find out what's really going on. There's an industry around dentistry, and I just wanted to break through everything and put it out there. I'm, I'm not against dentists, but many, many of my best friends are dentists. I respect the profession. I just had a message, and the title was simply meant to uh, wheel in the people that I felt really needed this book the quickest. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. So let's start a little bit about you. Where were you born? And, and tell us a little bit about your education. Well, I was born, my parents were Welsh, and uh, I was born outside London. My parents had moved from Wales and lived in southwest London. And uh, there was a big moment when I was 10 years old. My father wanted to know what I wanted to be when I grew up. And I think I said I wanted to be a doctor. And in order to be a professional in those days, think now back into the, you know, the 50s, women were not doctors they weren't dentists they weren't they weren't in the professions they were nurses or uh, secretaries and in order to get into these different professions there was really only one route and that was through private education boarding school i mean very challenging <laughs> and my parents decided that was the best thing for me to do and so i was 10 and a half i think when i actually got on the train went to boarding school and spent all my education years studying science most of the time, physics, chemistry, biology, and Latin, with the goal to be a doctor. 
and and that was why my parents sent me there. I'm sure it was incredibly expensive. They never complained. They, uh, I complained because it was it was very tough. We worked, you know, we went to to class six days a week um, to study. But I came out of it with this background in science, uh, in physics, in chemistry, and biology to the highest level. That I mean, it was amazing the teaching that we got and that was sufficient to let me get into medical school and I went to Guy's Hospital in London which was a fantastic place and the first years I did with the medical students uh, we did full body dissection and and so on that was the, the way you did dentistry back then and when I started to do real dentistry it was my first experience of, of knowing what I was really in for. I didn't think about it much until that moment. And I was really perturbed, first of all, by what I saw, the amount of disease. We're talking about London in the 60s. Um, people had terrible tooth decay. They had terrible gum disease. My parents, my father had had all his teeth extracted when he was 35 years old going into the mm. military. Mm. They gave him dentures so they wouldn't be a problem on the battlefield. And I was actually just in the dental hygiene because was, this was before hygienists or periodontal specialists existed. And so dentists actually learned to clean teeth in an effort to stop gum disease. And at that moment in history for me, my mother, who was 45 at the time, was told to have all her teeth taken out. And it just so happened there was new research saying that early loss of teeth, full mouth extractions were had been associated. They did a study in a convent with nuns. This was actually a pilot study at the time, but it there was an association between the early tooth loss of these women and early onset dementia. Hmm. That was in the 60s. And, you know, just to fast forward, my passion is my passion because teeth are not just teeth. Taking out teeth, filling teeth, cutting cavities in teeth, sealing teeth undermines the value. The value of a pristine tooth is so incredible. And, you know, that's my whole message now is we, we have just the, seen the tip of the iceberg for what teeth are in the mouth and wow. most just don't understand how incredible they are and well, let, me, let me ask you something is someone born in the modern age of dentistry can they expect to live their whole life with without ever having a dental extraction is that a reasonable expectation no, no because we have the same amount of disease today in america as i believe i saw in the 70s in england it's just that American dentistry is really good at fixing the damage, which is, it, it's mechanics, it's crowns, it's, it's replacements. I mean, American dentistry is skill and talent, the best in the world for making people look good and putting teeth in function. But the disease in people's mouths, it's even worse because most people, you can't even tell today because you look at somebody and they have a line of straight white teeth, but those teeth are not necessarily healthy. 
Mm. That's the problem that in the old days you could look in somebody's mouth and really tell that they had a problem. I mean, you know, if the teeth were yellow and broken and you're like, oh, you know, but today they may have an equal amount of disease in their mouth, but it's just masked by the tremendous amount of beautiful work that's done. And Let me ask you a question. I, you know, I always, uh, I'm an internist and cardiologist. I'm actually in the office right now. I haven't uh, gotten home yet. But I do look in the mouth of every patient. And uh, I'm a cardiologist. And, you know, one of the contributors to endocarditis can be, you know, bad dental care. And I have patients with mechanical valves and valve disease. So that, you know, there's some reasonable um, issues that a cardiologist would look in the mouth for. And uh, I have to tell you, I have one patient, she comes to mind all the time, and she's about 80 now, African-American. Now, she looks younger than her stated age, and I have to tell you, she's remarkably free of any health problems at age 80. But I look in her mouth, and she has these beautiful white teeth that are pristine. And I asked her when I first met her about 10 years ago, I've had her for 10 years, I said, have you ever had a cavity? She said, no. Mm-hmm. Never. Mm-hmm. And my question is for you, what is so unique about her to go well, her whole life with, without ever having a dental problem? Because she has maintained the balance. You see, it all comes down to a balance of how much damage we do to our teeth and how much we allow nature. Our body is a healing machine. If we give it the opportunity and, the, and we support it, our body heals our teeth and our gums on an hour-by-hour basis. Hmm. The problem is that we overwhelm the system, and it can be overwhelmed in a multitude of ways. And that's what makes dentists, you know, the, the whole thing of dental health a little bit complicated But if we fast forward to what we learned after the Human Microbiome Project, which was 2007, I'm sure you're aware that they came Mm -hmm. out with so many bacteria that they had no idea existed before at the end of that, I think it was a seven seven to 10 year project looking at bacteria in in all the surfaces, internal and external of our bodies. And they found in the mouth 800 kinds of good bacteria. Wow. Yeah. I mean, there is one kind of bacteria that forms plaque, basically. It's the precursor of plaque. And then there are 11 pathogens that cause periodontal problems and are involved in cardiovascular problems, risk for st- increasing mm-hmm. risk for stroke and arthritis. And th- those are the things you've probably heard recently. Uh, about and you wouldn't be able to look in anybody's mouth and see those. That's that's the first thing. You can't see these eleven periodontal pathogens that are incredibly dangerous. And we know by testing mouths that fifty percent of thirty-year-olds in this country have significant levels of those pathogens in their mouths. Wow. And your patient that you look in and she has white, shiny teeth, Mm. there is no way. I couldn't look in her mouth and tell you if she has those pathogens. Mm. Nobody could. Not even a dentist can look in her mouth and tell. You have to do a salivary test. Mm. 
And you basically, it's so simple. They spit into a, a you know, a, they, they swish the liquid, spit into a, a tube. That tube gets processed and they can tell you the levels, the titers, the quantities of those periodontal pathogens that might be hiding in the gums. Well, can you can you name some of these just so we can get an answer? <laughs> well, P. gingivalis, uh, Porphyria gingivalis is, is one of the most well-known. Um, mm -hmm. We refer to all these 11 by, by TD, you know, that they have a whole bunch of acronyms. There's a, 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 a oh, I can't even remember the, the full way of saying it. It's, um, they're, they're just such difficult names for me, but. Yeah, maybe I mean, it's, there's kind of like a, almost a dirty dozen. Too bad there's 11. Well, I think there are maybe more, but the 11. Yeah, well, we can are... add a 12th and say there's a dirty <laughs> dozen of, of bacteria. But what you're telling us is, is you can identify them. Yeah. <laughs> you can you can identify them on of of forms now of commercial testing, right? Well, yeah, you can do this bacterial salivary testing and find out how many of those you have, what are their levels, and you see what I have developed over the years. This is what saved my mother, is I just so happened upon a strategy that worked for her. She probably had unbelievable levels of these pathogens, probably transmitted from my father. Mm. And that might have been transmitted from his father because we believe that it may go back to the First World War in the trenches. You know, trench mouth and and these gum disease problems that occurred in the soldiers during World War One. You know, these are transmissible bacteria. People don't understand when you kiss someone who has periodontal disease, these pathogens are in their saliva. You are going to get them in your mouth. And, oh, you and we have a lot of young listeners, uh, Dr. Phillips. What you're saying is when you kiss, you actually transmit oral pathogens. Yes. And the same oh, thing sure. happens between a mother and the baby. If a mother has cavity bacteria in her mouth, which the majority of people in America do, unless they're using strategies that I recommend, which is the use of xylitol, which we can talk about in a mm -hmm. minute. But um, if, you know, they did this incredible study in the 70s. This is why I don't understand why we are still where we are. They mm -hmm. took pregnant women who had 100% plaque bacteria in their mouths. Mm -hmm. And these Finnish scientists knew that when mothers kiss their babies, mm -hmm. When the bacteria land on a new tooth, because these plaque bacteria can only grow on a hard tooth surface. Mm. They float around in saliva, but they can only propagate on a hard surface. And they, these plaque bacteria happen to be sticky. And they stick on the surface, and that's when they replicate and multiply. And you know they use sugar and carbohydrates. That's what we've all been told about. Mm. But we haven't been told that they are transferable. And we haven't been told that if these mothers consume a small amount of xylitol, which is a health sugar from birch trees and found in strawberries and raspberries, mm -hmm. fruits and vegetables, if you have a tiny bit of xylitol at the end of every meal, over a period of a month, you will detach the plaque bacteria from the tooth surfaces. And at the end of six months, you will clean the saliva in your mouth 
of this infection, basically. Then, if that mother does that in enough time, in other words, prior to the baby erupting baby teeth, which usually occurs at about six months of age. So if the mother started in the third trimester of pregnancy and did this for six months, by the time the baby's three months old, which is early, before new teeth come through, usually they come through four to six months, these new teeth are going to get infected. We call it colonization because it's a different bacterium, but it's it's the same process. Something else will stick on these new teeth, and what's going to stick on these new teeth will be healthy bacteria, some of these 800 kinds of healthy bacteria. And if we give those guys a chance, they kick out the plaque infection. So if you keep exposing a baby to small amounts of xylitol, and then you do it as the child grows, we, we know that those children will have protection from cavities. The cost of this is about $10 a year. $10 That's astounding. So what are the, let's just take adults. What are the practical ways of getting xylitol exposure? Is it gum or mouthwashes? or how well, do you the, the best way is at the end of every meal. I mean, mm -hmm. this is the secret. You, you have a little bit of xylitol when you complete your eating and drinking. And if we could stop people eating and drinking between meals, that would be most helpful. Because that's so, what but how, would, how would you apply the xylitol? Well, I made, because I couldn't find any in America, mm -hmm. I mean, just to go back to my story again, I guess a little bit, I came to America in 1980 with a background in this preventive program that I had experienced and taught, in first of all, in Switzerland, where it was very accepted and very much the way everybody treated their teeth. They would eat and drink and end with a tooth protective food, oftentimes xylitol. It's been a public health measure in Finland for 60 plus years. Hmm. And I came to England, taught that. Uh, then I came to America and the first thing I couldn't find was a cup of cappuccino. So I actually opened a coffee shop. <laughs> to so it was my first experience as an entrepreneur um, because I needed a cup of decent coffee. It was 1984 and I was in Rochester, New York there, and uh, there was no such thing as cappuccino. So then people thought this was very funny that a preventive dentist would have a coffee shop and actually it grew. And when I had 70 waiters, they had bad teeth. And so what I did was I went to a friend of mine who had just bought a candy company uh, with the idea of creating, he, he had been commissioned by the military to make um, uh, a coffee mint, uh, a ca you know, caffeine mint mm -hmm. for the military. And he was waiting for the purchase order. And I asked him, could you make me some mints that, you know, they taste like an Altoid, but they made with pure xylitol and some mint. And this friend of mine did that. And we put them in a gumball machine at the back of this restaurant. And back then, waiters had change purses. You know, they had lots mm -hmm. of coins. So they'd put a quarter in this machine and get a handful of these mints, which they would eat after every exposure, every time they had a coffee. I mean, this was the era when they smoked cigarettes. It doesn't, you know, it, it's protective. And 
if you're a smoker or you're a drinker, or it doesn't really matter how badly you look after your teeth, if you will intersperse your day with xylitol, xylitol feeds the good bacteria and they will promote a healthy biofilm to protect your teeth and your gums in your mouth. Now, of course, it's better if you don't smoke, if you don't uh, eat and snack all day, if you don't eat too much sugar. I mean, if you do all the good things that you're, you know, that you teach your client, your cardiology patients, we're on the same page. People have to sleep, they have to be eating nutritious meals because we want the quality of their saliva, which comes basically from the immune system and your digestive health, circles around your body and your saliva gets produced into your mouth. The quality of your saliva depends on all those other things. You know, how stressed you are, uh, what's your digestive microbiome look like, what's, what's your circulation look like. But if you get all those other things healthy, and you use xylitol, you can change bad oral health to good oral health in a matter of six months. You could do it between dental visits. That's what's incredible. That's astounding. Um, I have to tell you, um, uh, I go to a dentist every six months. I've never had a dentist recommend xylitol. And I, I, bet, I bet a lot of our listeners have not. Now, my understanding is with xylitol, it comes in different forms. One form we have in the United States is, is a gum. And th that there are studies suggesting that using the gum actually reduces cavities in, in children. Well, the gum or the mints. Actually, I prefer the mints because the trouble with gum is it, it's all about stimulation of saliva. Xylitol is hygroscopic. That means it pulls water to itself. And if you put a mint in the, in the middle of your mouth, on the top of your tongue, it's going to stimulate a flow of saliva from the little glands that are in the roof of your mouth. Possibly even that gland. You know, they, they found a fourth gland the other day up in the back, of, um, the, the back of your sort of nose pharynx area. There was some new gland that they found back there. And I wonder if that doesn't produce very alkaline saliva. Uh, and this saliva is super saturated with the minerals that teeth need to repair themselves. And every time you eat or drink, you're going to expose your teeth to acidity in foods or beverages, you know, a coffee or a soda, or, you know, they, they can get scratched, they can get assaulted by all kinds of things when we're eating and drinking. Citrus fruits pull literally vacuum minerals out of teeth. So what you want to do at the end of the meal is soak your teeth in your own saliva. And the way to get this to flow is by having a small amount of xylitol at the end of the meal. Now, the other thing that happens when you stimulate saliva like that, rather than chewing, it, it, it's very quick stimulation. And the, the, the faster the flow of saliva is equated to the increase in pH. In other words, the, there'll be more minerals if you can stimulate saliva really fast. I mean, chewing will stimulate saliva, but mainly from the parotid, the cheek glands. And that saliva isn't as mineralized. It isn't as 
it, it's truly this pull from xylitol that is so amazing. That's the first thing it does. The second thing xylitol does is it actually nurtures. It's a prebiotic. It feeds the good bacteria in your mouth. So if you stop eating and drinking after you've done your xylitol at the conclusion of a meal and just stop for an hour, stop everything, don't even drink water, give your mouth a break, those good bacteria will have time to organize themselves and form this healthy, protective biofilm. It's protective. I mean, I haven't had a dental cleaning in 43 years because I don't want them to strip off my healthy biofilm. My teeth are comfortable. I don't get staining. Uh, I don't have any cavity. I, I haven't had anything done to my teeth since I was at dental school. I don't want people stripping away my healthy biofilm. Wow. And, you know, too bad this is audio, Dr. Phillips. People can't see you, but I'll just tell the audience. <laughs> She's a very beautiful woman. You got a wonderful smile. Um, you know, I am looking up xylitol mints. So, uh, so I want our, uh, our listeners to say, I just went on Amazon and there's a ton of them. Yes. There's uh, Act and Epic and Pure and yep. uh, Spry and uh, uh, Xylo Burst. So these mints are all over. This is so easy. Some of them are just a few dollars. And you could just have it on your table after, like, as an after dinner mint. Yes, just basically. be careful. Don't feed them to pets or animals. They are supposedly in quantity, and to some species, you know, some varieties of dogs are very sensitive. Um, so you don't want to feed xylitol to dogs. It's like onions and, you know, chocolate and grapes and. Ooh. One of those foods you don't want your dog to be eating. So that the idea of just having them lying around depends on, you know, how childproof and how dogproof. And now it's not toxic at all to children or to to humans. In fact, it's good for the gut bacteria. It creates butyrate. It 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 ends up. People have done a lot of testing. There are a lot of studies to show xylitol when digested actually helps the gut lining to form this butyrate, this kind of mucus layer that is foundational for digestive gut health. So there is absolutely no reason for not eating xylitol. Um, in Europe, it's actually consumed, and I don't, I don't know enough about this to be a proponent, but women in Europe eat it to protect themselves from osteoporosis. Mm. I, I know it's something to do with the way minerals are laid down because Xylitol helps when you're trying to reverse a cavity, which is something people can do, by the way. If you're told you have a cavity and you've been going every six months for evaluation or even every year, cavities take years to form. So if you're told that you have cavities and that's occurred since your last dental visit, go home. Look it up online. Let me help you with all the videos and all the things I've made. Uh, to help people, you just have to use some over-the-counter products in a sequence with xylitol, and you can reverse cavities. Oh, that's so amazing. I've never heard that before. Well, it's like we, whenever we get told we get cavities, we feel so bad because we know that, you know, the next couple of visits, they're going to get out the drill and we're cooked. So you're saying there's really a way uh, out of this. We're going to put your 
website material in the show notes, but this is amazing. I want to ask you just a few more questions about yourself before we get to the break. I have to, I've never got a chance to ask a dentist. So let me ask you about what you do. How about, let's take flossing. Do you floss? Never flossed a day in my life. Never. What? I've never recommended it. I don't believe in it. I think it's very dangerous if you have a patient who has gum disease and you tell them to floss. I believe you can push these pathogens if they're in the gum margins into the bloodstream and create inflammation and create a crisis position. Um, I was actually in a, a competition with 400 dentists and doctors. Who has the healthiest mouth? And I won as an outlier two years in a row. And these are all people who brush and floss. It is not the way, If you, it's, it's balancing the microbiome of the mouth. You can't balance bacteria with a length of string. Now, don't tell me you don't flush. You don't uh, brush, I mean. Brush? I do brush, but I brush so that I massage my gums to stimulate blood flow, lymphatic drainage, and regrowth of the gum tissue. And most people are being told to use a really soft toothbrush. Mm -hmm. I, I would disagree. I, I believe you've got to use a toothbrush that has enough resilience. Doesn't mean it's bone hard, you know, but 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 that it's it's able to give your gums a wonderful massage when you're cleaning your teeth. And you know, this is why I have a very different attitude to the whole thing. I mean and it works and it's worked for my mother 50 years ago she lived 50 years with the same teeth and she died at age 95 with those teeth they wanted to take out when she was 45. i have children who are now in their mid 30s to mid 40s who have had perfect teeth since they went on these strategies i have people all over the world using the strategies that i recommend which are different they are over-the-counter products. They're hard to get in other countries. Mm. Uh, I, you know, that's one of the difficulties well, today. We're going to get to some of those on the other side. We've been talking to Dr. Ellie Phillips, and you've probably come to the same conclusion I have. She is a maverick. She is a maverick among dentists in the field of dentistry. Uh, there's actually even a, a term for this. And I, I think she's certified, and it's called advanced educational dentistry. It's really interesting. And so anybody who has any interest in this, which I think is everybody listening, including myself. Let's stay on the program and we get to the other side. You're listening to The McCullough Report. Let's get real, let's get loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. This is The McCullough Report. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. The wellness company is offering the Signature Series Spike Support Formula. The wellness company supports this formula because it's designed to remove spike protein from the body in its design, in terms of its mechanism of action, the accumulation of spike protein occurs because of repeated COVID-19 vaccination and COVID-19 illness. The spike protein stays in the body a long time, causes heart, brain, body tissue damage, as well as blood clotting. 
The spike support formula is designed to help the body catabolize the spike protein, begin to remove it through its natural mechanisms. It includes natokinase, the principal ingredient, 2,000 fibrinolytic units or 100 milligrams. Those are uh, equal in terms of uh, conversion. Selenium, 75 micrograms. Black sativa extract, 500 milligrams. Irish sea moss powder, 500 milligrams. Green tea extract, 150 milligrams. And dandelion extract, 50 milligrams. Why the other ingredients? The other ingredients are designed to help block the spike protein's effect on tissues, help tissues recover and repair. It's the best we have now when patients are in need. At this point in time, we can't make broad therapeutic claims regarding disease states, but we can tell you that this is reasonable in terms of supporting the body and helping the body clear spike protein and allowing your pathway back to better health. So go to twc.health and check out the spike support formula you can use our promotional codes or go through our banner bars on our site to get promotional codes and discounts on your purchase. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. Well, the Out Loud truth was the rallying call that started it all. A wide spectrum of programming from world and political news to societal, your health, and cultural stories. Seven amazing years of news stories, informative podcasts, and great talk radio. America Out Loud Talk Radio. The liberty and justice for all. Let's get real, let's get loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. This is the McCullough Report, and I'm Dr. Peter McCullough. We are in the most interesting oral conversation about dental health I've ever had. There's so many things I wanna ask. Uh, Dr. Ellie Phillips, who's got a storied career, uh, Wales, the UK, Europe, United States, and she's a maverick. She's saying some things that I've never heard before. It's kind of blowing my mind. Um, Dr. Phillips, what else is in your toolbox for this miraculous approach to dental care? Well, I think we're going to split it up with ages. You see, first of all, I would my passion, my mission is to reach pregnant women, educate them how to use xylitol and get their oral health. Take, to, if possible, take these salivary tests to see the condition of their gum health, and and fix those scenarios with the, you know, with the use of xylitol, with patterns of eating and drinking that help your oral health, and then using products that are available in Walmart. I'm not recommending, I don't have a fancy $25 toothpaste. The toothpaste I recommend 
is Crest Cavity Protection Toothpaste. And okay. you mentioned at the beginning a, a, a lady that you're seeing in your practice who's 80, who's never had a cavity. Yeah. My guess, if I had to guess, and I've never seen her or even mm. any idea, if she has used the Crest Cavity Protection Toothpaste all her life without changing it, I, I guarantee everybody I've ever met who stayed with that original toothpaste, the one designed in the 60s, tested in the 60s and found to heal cavities before they start. That's actually what it says on the box. They did randomized clinical trials and showed that Crest Cavity Protection Toothpaste could actually heal a cavity. So if you use that toothpaste twice a day over all your teeth, how can you get a cavity? You're reversing the damage twice a day. And if you're eating and drinking in these sensible patterns, ending with xylitol, that would be the first thing. You know, mm -hmm. you, can, you can increase the benefits by using a dilute fluoride mouth rinse. I am not in favor of putting fluoride in the drinking water. Don't get me wrong. I'm a very, I have a very thin line I walk between the ADA uh, sort of patterning of, of putting fluoride in the drinking water, which I don't agree with. A and I have a story of my own children. I gave supplement fluoride supplements to my oldest daughters and ruined their teeth by mm. doing that. That's another whole story. But rinsing with a very special kind of fluoride, a very specific type and a very specific dilution can actually help you speed the natural process of remineralization that occurs, as I described, in between meals. When you leave your saliva, it will do the work. The problem is we don't have a marketing company for saliva. The spit in your mouth. <laughs> it's the most unbelievable liquid for healing your teeth. And nobody knows about it. And, and you just have to encourage people to, you know, to give their teeth time. There's also a circadian rhythm to the flow of saliva. And that means that in the afternoon, it is at its absolute peak to heal your teeth. So the, the last time that, you, you know, really, if you do nothing else, if you want to sip your coffee in the morning, I guess, but give your teeth time every afternoon to benefit from your own saliva. That's the main message. Well, and well, what, what if you just had a, one of these, uh, you know, bottles of xylitol mints? I'm thinking about getting some online here. What if you just had them at your desk at work and you, you kind of sucked on one uh, in the afternoon when you're on the computer? Yeah, after lunch, have one. And you, it's not the length of time the xylitol's in your mouth, as, as mentioned. The, the, the occurrence of it pulling your saliva happens instantly. Instantly you put it in your mouth. You've got everything you need right there. But yes, chewing down some xylitol mints. That's what the waiters in my restaurant did. Um, you know, and they saw these dramatic changes. And they were not, you know, motivated patients. They were just people. So I feel if we could get women healthy when they're before or during pregnancy, they will then transfer if they can educate their families. The grandparents are a part of the equation because they can transfer to the child if they're caretaking. Um, get the family 
to understand the use of xylitol and get get that going early in life. We know that if you can do this to baby teeth, if you can get xylitol, and, and babies aren't going to eat the mints, you would buy the granular xylitol and just dip a baby toothbrush perhaps in these crystals of xylitol and just wipe them or, or brush them over a baby tooth. They can be used as a kind of baby toothpaste, just crystals of xylitol. You can get a big bag for $10. Wow. And, and that will help promote a healthy biofilm, a healthy group of bacteria in the child's mouth. And then the next really dramatic thing I'm going to say is about the new teeth. When these new adults' teeth come into the mouth at the age of kindergarten, about five years old, they come in at the back of the baby teeth. They're, you don't lose a baby tooth. They actually pop up behind the baby teeth, and they are the very grooved back teeth, you know, the molars that we use for chewing. Don't get these sealed with plastic because the whole point of nature design is that these grooves will be the foothold for these healthy bacteria. And the trouble is that the, and I'm a pediatric dentist and the Academy of Pediatric Dentistry has a mission to seal every child's molar tooth in America. And I am on a mission to stop everybody sealing molar teeth because you are preventing the good bacteria from getting into those grooves. And, and we don't know the long-term damage done by that because it, it makes sense that the bacteria in those molar grooves could well be involved in the digestion of carbohydrates and sugars. It would make a lot of sense. I'm not a scientist able to test that, but if we're sealing off these special places, this habitat for these good bacteria, we are changing potentially the digestion of that child as a kindergartner. You don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I didn't do that to my, once I realized this, I didn't do that to my younger children. You know, these are things that I have learned and they're not well documented. They're not well researched. Pa parents don't understand that a sealant is a plastic. Do you really want to put a plastic in the mouth of a young child? Uh, well, you really got me going. I'm thinking about my childhood and I think all of these things just happened. It wasn't my mom's fault. I mean, she no. took us to the dentist and we had this plastic put on. I'm pretty sure we, we did these fluoride treatments uh, at the dentist's uh, office. Then invariably we got cavities, then we got drilling, and then we have these metal fillings that look so ugly when you look at in the mouth. And most people listening will feel like me. And then, you know, I got into my older years. I, I, I do feel like I got my act together and, you know, I, my dental hygiene has improved. But one thing I can't get past is your comment about not flossing. I always feel like there's food in between my teeth after I eat. And I have a sense like, man, it just feels gross. I, I want to do flossing to, to get the food out. Well, yeah. I mean, the trouble is if you lose any gum tissue, you start to develop a space where food can go. I would encourage you to avoid flossing 
and to try instead maybe rinsing with water and then have a xylitol, piece of xylitol gum, see if that does the trick. If that isn't enough, then maybe get a toothbrush and gently brush around and try. Is it, is it okay to leave food in between the teeth? Not really, but it's more damaging, in my opinion, to floss in such a way that you beat down the gums. You don't give them a chance to regrow. And I have a lot of women who have gum recession, and they've been flossing like crazy people because they think they need to. And when I can eventually stop them from flossing and get them to use my techniques and get them to get the enamel on their teeth smooth and shiny again, uh, because it, it, all of these things have to go together. When your mouth is really healthy and covered in healthy biofilm, less food is going to stick on your teeth. That's the first thing. It's like waxing the paint on a you know, an antique car, you know, paint is kind of a little bit rough and stuff gets stuck on it. But if you wax it, you know, things fall off. And healthy biofilm is a protein waxy film that we want on your teeth. If it's healthy, dentists clean your teeth every six months, stripping biofilm because they think all biofilm is infected. My message is, if you're using xylitol and my system of care, your biofilm isn't infected. My biofilm is not infected. So I don't need need to have it taken off every six well, months. Well, well the, the dentist, you know, a lot of times they get out and start really grinding away, you know, like, like plaque. And they feel like they, you feel like they're chiseling off. Uh, you know, chiseling off, uh, you know, I, I don't know, like an iceberg or something in your mouth. And, and then they, um, some of them do this kind of pumice toothpaste where it's on an electric toothbrush and it, it's kind of like sand in your mouth. Uh, it seems to me that would strip, <laughs> strip away anything left in terms of it. Yeah. I mean, I hope you'll try my, I can, my, I have something that I call a complete mouth care system and I sell a kit because it's not because you have to buy it from me. You can go to Walmart and copy, you know, look and find the right products. But there is so much choice that it's really difficult to get the exact correct products. So I sell a kit as a first time, you know, so first time user so that you look at it, you get to know them. You can take the empty container to the store with you the next time you go and then you get exactly the same product and it's a three-part rinsing system and it basically oxygenates your mouth which gets rid of these periodontal pathogens we talked about earlier you brush your teeth with this crest toothpaste that is going to mm -hmm. put minerals back into your teeth you rinse the toothpaste off with some listerine uh very specific kinds of listerine that, that i trust not all of them do I trust. And then you rinse the Listerine out of your mouth because Listerine is a little acidic and you wouldn't want to leave that in your mouth because it would roughen up your teeth. So you rinse it off your teeth with this dilute sodium fluoride mouth rinse. Now that sounds like a lot of stuff, but you do it tack, tack, tack. And when you get used to it, the sensation you would get is so 
wonderful. Your mouth feels so balanced. And what you'll find, Peter, is that you will not build up this plaque anymore. You won't. In fact, I hope you have a dental appointment like six months from now or three months from now, and you could start using this uh, uh, you know, system of care and just go and floor your dentist. And they'll go, well, what have you been doing? Have you well, been I'm so fired up because actually I love to ch challenge my uh, dentist that I've had over time. Well, here's my deal is I've really, uh, I thought, got my oral hygiene much improved. I did get introduced to xylitol a few years ago because um, we've had him on our program, Nate Jones, who's the CEO of the company, yes, Clear. Yes, Nate. So yep. Nate, uh, we've had him on our show. He's done some nasal hygiene summits. I've learned about xylitol. We've got xylitol gum. My wife loves it. I'm not a gum chewer, but you've uh, it convinced me that it's more than just you know, chewing gum for the taste's sake or for the busyness, it's actually, it has a, it has a, a value to it. And then um, uh, the, the observation that my dentist makes every time is that I have recessions and uh, every time I go in, they, they measure them and it's so many millimeters and there's all this consternation and, and uh, you know, they're about the same. And this goes on for years. Let me tell you another thing is I have radiographic caries. They do x-rays and they have, and, and every so often I get a new dentist and they'll say, well, we need to get out the drill right away. I said, listen, there's been radiographic curies there, I think for a couple decades and I have no dental pain. They don't seem to progress, but now with your strategy, I'm going to reverse it. Yeah, maybe I can reverse it. I'm going to pull them away. I'm so pumped up. Well, you're not going to see the x-ray reversals. You know, it's just like bone healing and you're going to get, uh, you're going to get, the mineralization occurring, and then it will show up on x-ray later. You know, if you break your arm, by the time they take the cast off, it's in one piece, you know, it's not going to flop, but on x-ray, it's still got a, a gap because the, the whole, you know, patterning back of the structure of the bone takes time. And it's the same with teeth. You won't necessarily see it in the next six months, but in a year from now, those, those x-ray demineralized areas will have healed themselves totally, totally. And your recession is about this flossing thing, you see. You've got to find another way to clean your teeth after eating. And my suggestion is that you'll find your teeth get slippery by developing this healthy oral biofilm. There really isn't any other way to do that. Okay, you really got me going on recessions. Here's the thing. The recessions are in areas that aren't influenced by flossing. They're not in between the teeth. They're kind of on the 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 lingual or or, or the or the buccal side of the um, the teeth. And um, you know, I've been accused of overbrushing. And so one dentist said, "Oh, you're brushing your gums. You're brushing your gums away." Then I said, "Okay. Well, then I take softer." And, and I don't brush excessively hard. I really don't. don't. It isn't about that. <laughs> I'm so frustrated. I'm so glad I'm watching myself. Here. It's about acidity. Do you use a mouthwash? You know, I'm starting to use, uh, right now at home, I've got the Spry, which is a xylitol mouthwash. Mm -hmm. but, yeah. but, you know, but I'm not, but what I'm saying is I haven't been using it. Did you use Listerine years ago or something like that? No, most but most years, I, most years, unless I'm sick, I don't use a mouthwash. So I brush okay. my teeth and then I kind of rinse my teeth with water. I kind of really uh, swoosh around 
the remaining of the of the you know the foam from the um, toothpaste, mm -hmm. and then I spit it out, and then I I'm good. Um, well, if you're if you're game to try my complete mouth care system, you may think it's overkill, but once you've tried it, you'll see that it's different. You see, xylitol is very preventive; it's supportive of the good bacteria. It has these tons of incredible benefits for children, for babies. But once you've got problems in your mouth, xylitol has only got so much power. Mm -hmm. And the products that I add into my to make this complete mouth care system are the are the products that envelop xylitol. They work synergistically with it. Mm -hmm. It all works in this harmonious way. And I believe you may well see some of this recession reversing itself if you have the courage to massage your gums in that area with the toothbrush that i will send you which is a much firmer it's not again it's nothing i make i used to make a toothbrush and i could never sell enough to the company said i wasn't selling enough they wouldn't keep making it for me but i found one that's quite comparable currently and um you need you can't do the gum massage with a soft toothbrush this is why the wrong diagnosis of what's occurred telling you that you're the problem or your brushing is the problem makes you fearful now i'm telling you you've got to brush there well i i've gotten a whole bunch of different messages uh, <laughs> brushing too hard brushing out one dentist said to really get the bristles down in there and i did that another one said to use uh what do you think about like uh, Sonic B and these electric toothbrushes. No, I mean, if you're lazy at brushing, <laughs> you know, then an electric toothbrush will do it for you. But if, oh, you're, funny. if you're a meticulous person that is interested in improving your gum health, I get everybody using a, a regular, this one of these manual toothbrushes that I believe are extraordinarily good. If you've got a very small mouth or a peculiar shaped mouth, I have some other suggestions on. I have a video boot camp that is on my website. And the first video is about how to brush your teeth. And it is a free, you don't even have to subscribe or pay anything. I make it free because this is so important. Now, um, you, while we're at it, my one time my wife got um, a, a water pick toothbrush where it sprayed water and it shot over the bathroom. It was really a mess. What do you think about those? Well, if you've got perfect teeth that, or you're a teenage kid, they might be fun or helpful in some respects. Again, if you're sort of lazy and or you've got braces on your teeth that you can't kind of get a brush to mm. work. But if you're doing it because you've got gum pocketing or you've got these spaces between your teeth, that is not what you want. The way that gums attach to your tooth is that there is a space between the gum and the root of your tooth is a small space. And in that space, the, the, the gum is joined to your tooth by minute hairs, little fibers, a hundredth the width of a hair on your head, tiny, tiny little fibers. And the reason you've got a gum pocket is that some of those fibers have been broken. The last thing you want is to go squirting a jet of anything down there because those fibers will never reattach. If you do the kind of gum massage that I recommend, which is not the 45-degree angle, that went out in the 70s. Oh. Um, 
the, 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 the best technique, you, you had a toothbrush yeah. that has one row of, of bristles, oh, put it I down. Uh, now we are actually signaling stem cells to come from the blood vessels in your gums, in your, in your, you know, round by your gums, you're signaling the regrowth, the angiogenesis that occurs when you do this massage. These stem cells will form new blood vessels that will grow as if they were growing into a wound to regrow the skin. If you, if you had a broken, if you had cut the skin of your finger, I really doubt you would run for a length of floss. You, <laughs> that is so awesome. Oh my gosh, Dr. Phillips, we're gonna have to leave it here because we're at the end of our interview by time, but this has been so fascinating. I, I feel so invigorated. Uh, where, where are you in practice now? Are you retired or? No, I, I retired a few years ago. I do mainly uh, social media. Um, you know, YouTube is where I love to be to educate people. Okay, what is your YouTube channel? Oh, goodness. I don't know. I think it's just Ellie well, Phillips. <laughs> okay, well, we'll, we'll find it, uh, Dr. Phillips. You're just so amazing and you've helped us learn so much. I'm going to look up all your sites and I'll put it in the show notes. Um, I, you know, I, I feel already, I feel just invigorated uh, here. You've been so amazing on the show. And we may even have you come back for an encore. I rarely do that on the McCullery. Well, I'd, I'd love to have you try this and then report back. Because I think if we did a bacterial test for you, followed by oh, getting... Oh, I got to tell you, I've already had a bacterial test. And uh, one of the, I got one of the killer pathogens. I saw the, the thing was off the Richter scale, but I didn't know what to do with it. Is so, it the first one, the Actinomyces uh, agro? I can't recall. I wish it, I would have had it, the report. Well, well, yeah. I mean, we need to, to do, we could do the test. I mean, I'm happy to do it with you. And then we could do another test in, in 12 weeks. Okay. Because I believe on my system, you would see that bad guy virtually disappear they never disappear completely they're opportunistic yeah they, so. they come so anyway i need to look up that result because i went to uh, a meeting and i know you're a founding member of the american academy for oral and systemic health aaosh yeah and that's where i went and i had the test it was a great meeting there's a yeah. lot of doctors and other healthcare professionals who listen so i do recommend that again we're going to run out of time thank you so much for joining us on the mccullough report Good talking with you. Thank you so much. Let's get real. Let's get loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. This is a McCullough Report.